0: What time is it? It's time for Rick at
1: Steve, I don't know what any of that means.
2: I TV. knew you wouldn't know. It means create a PowerPoint. I don't know how to do that.
0: <laughs> PowerPoint, <laughs> PowerPoint. Ask your kids. PowerPoint. <laughs> ask your so, kids.
2: Uh... <laughs> hey, this week it's Percy. Mike, Steve, and Dave. Boys, good to be back with you. Uh, lots to talk about. Mike, why don't we start with you first? What would you like to apologize for this week before we get started? <laughs>
1: um i would like to apologize to uh to all of our friends in uh work at land for um just, just... I, I got nothing to apologize for I've been... come
2: on you have to be sorry about something please tell me you're sorry that's all i want to hear all
1: right i'm sorry guys very good what's going <laughs> on it, you, mike how, what's how wrong what's wrong with saying sorry i mean is it sorry is it so... is it supposed to be sorry sorry
2: yeah, like when you play the game as a kid, the little board game where you're like, hey, sorry. let's play let's play sorry. Is yes. that what it
1: is? It's sorry. We watch commercials. Still sorry. Tell watch commercials. We should do that. I at I challenge
2: Montessari. Montessori. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely.
1: Oh Christ almighty. Michael, how's life in your basement right now? Um How how's life in my basement? Um, minute by minute I'm hoping that um the basement doesn't flood. Uh We've had some uh, incredible rain um, come through in the past, what, 8, 10 hours? Uh, I, I'm, well, actually, probably more than that. Um, since last night, I mean, uh, it's it started raining last night. And hasn't stopped. We had about, I'd say, probably close to two inches of rain today. Um,
2: you know, Axel, a, Axel Rose always said, nothing holds a candle to cold December rain. Am I right? No, you're wrong. In fact, uh, it'd be November rain. Thank you. I was teeing you up there, music lover. Um, all
0: you. <laughs> I'm going to be th- listening to that after this now.
1: Oh, what a great guitar solo. Um, anyway, no, no I, I, I'm i doing well. Um, I got to meet up with some friends uh, on Friday, and uh, my two, my two uh, best buddies right there, they're on the screen. Uh, we got to meet up and uh, have some food, have some fun, some drinks, and uh, watch our favorite football team. So, I mean. We did. You know. It, was it made Holy friday it made for an enjoyable it, yeah it feels like it was about a month away a month uh, a month behind us but uh um, yeah honestly like it made my my entire weekend much better nice much better nice. much easier and just much more relaxed the wife and i got out and did some did some christmas shopping i mean the kids are at the age where we can just say hey uh we're going out shopping we'll be back in a while
2: wait hold on are you are you seeing Spending time with Stephen Dave on Friday made your weekend better, or having Spurs game out of the way on Friday made your weekend better. <laughs> which which one uh, was that, or combination of both? All three. So, okay, there the third was also hanging out with my wife. Hanging out with your wife yes, too. You know, of I, that, was, that was a given. I wasn't wasn't yeah. even questioning that part. Nice. So productive
1: weekend <laughs> for you. Felt good. Yeah, I don't have to work this week, so uh, I was able to stay up last night and dread the monday for my fantasy football um you know i'm going my first week of the playoffs in both my leagues and i'm holding high seeds and i'm holding a number two seed and a number three seed and uh, uh one of them i've already won and the other is gonna be a nail biter tonight just need aj brown to not catch footballs. So that's all so
2: speaking of nfl football the three of us have teams
1: that were woeful yesterday am i right uh, yeah. yeah, My my team continues to be willful, but yeah. uh, fortunately uh, we got to put in a backup quarterback that nobody, uh, nobody knew uh, anything about because uh, he hasn't played in the NFL in like five years. So he just came in and just started tossing balls around and uh, got my, got my, one of my receivers some points. So
0: nice. Very nice. Stevie it's boy. How are you doing, man? How's it going? Dave, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Such a, a nice, pleasant way to start. Um, boy, what a week we've had, huh? I know it's only Monday, but right? <laughs> when is week over? Look, it's it's the Monday <laughs> before a holiday where, like, anybody who I need to get things done is on vacation. I'm mm-hmm. going to be on vacation next week. Likewise, yep. So it's like I'm 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 trying my hardest not to go into that mindset of just shut down and hibernate until next year uh, because my boss is still working and I do want to look productive ahead of performance reviews. So, uh, But it is a challenge, man, because it's like I can't move things if people are gone.
2: Mm-hmm. Totally uh, with you there,
0: 100%. And it's funny, uh, you know, there is something, I will say, there is something that uh, the little passive-aggressive side of me enjoys in uh, sending reminder emails to people who are on vacation, like, hey, uh, looks like you forgot to get me this before you left. Just want to make sure it's on your radar for when you get back.
2: When, when I'll be on vacation?
0: When I'll be on vacation, yep. Perfect. And uh, by the way, I'm, I'm copying my boss on this so that, again, there's visibility into what's going on. Ross. You, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah that, so
1: <laughs> I'm going to have to have you guys go ahead and come in on Saturday, too. <laughs> yeah, right. You got those TPS reports, Steve?
0: Goddamn TPS reports! I'll tell you what—I uh, used to work with a guy. Um, God, this this would have been close to ten years ago now. Who uh, he? The uh, one character uh, from Office Space, Bruce? Like I, I told you, I, I speak to the customers, so the engineers don't have to. Like I, I worked with that guy. Who? Uh, it's like you—you you clearly don't need to be here if you were fired nobody would miss it like you're just uh, a <laughs> this he was just this curmudgeonly guy who like he thought the world of his position but all he did was just pass information from one person to somebody much more qualified to actually do something with it that's, that's, the, it. Dude, uh,
1: that's the dude who came up with that jump to conclusions matt right
0: yeah yeah <laughs> Jump to conclusions. It's got
1: conclusions, and then you jump to them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I get hey,
2: it. I get it. I, I do want to say, uh echoing what Mike Mike said earlier, it was really nice to see you guys on Friday. Nice to nice to catch a match. Good crowd. Good food. um
1: Oh man, I'm very, sorry. Very, very I'm sorry it. your son had to be there. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, I just it didn't seem like you know it's not something that he's into. So I didn't. No, seem like he's, he's not. A great he was
2: he was being good sport. You know, he is
1: a good sport, man. Yeah, indulged, him, he like, indulges the old man. Yeah,
2: feed him and and uh, he's relatively happy. You know that that's kind of that's kind of the name of the game. But yeah, it's good to, good to have time with him. Good to spend time in the car. And I, then, and I yeah.
1: love that he gave you a little bit of shit, and then and, and you ordered an extra thing, of chicken tenders, because right, because he he took the piss out of you a bit. Like, He did. He's like, <laughs> hey, well,
2: I said, what do you want? Uh, two orders of chicken tenders. Okay, so I ordered that. I was kidding, Dan. All right, well,
0: <laughs> what do you, let boy, you order him it. anyway?
2: <laughs> How about direct communication, kid? How about you tell me I what you want it. when I ask you what you want? Do you want me to leave you here?
0: Because I'll leave you here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. Right. I
1: absolutely loved it.
2: Very good. Well, hey, you know what else we loved? The, the match. Good, good match on Friday. Yeah, good. Oh, good stuff sure. was happening. Uh, Mike, why don't you get us started?
1: What, uh, <clears throat> what did you see that got your attention? Um, another, uh, another away win. Uh, that that immediately got my attention. Um, uh, best record in the Premier League right now uh on in away games uh stop oh, the count Didn't didn't know that stop the count um <laughs> and uh yeah, i I think that uh I, I think that you know, despite there being some bumps in the road and despite uh Forrest um kind of doing a couple of things to us that that teams who have been successful against us this year this year have been able to do
0: rugby tackles uh pest um, so players pest so yeah drag, yeah yeah so we can get in, we can get it. into that
1: because because that's that's exactly what i was getting at um it was the it was the low block encounter type of attack mm-hmm. Um even though in the beginning of the game they did have some some moments where they were in our box kicking the ball around a little bit um and you know we fought that off uh, uh big daddy is uh is showing up again um Romero showing up again um I, I don't think Romero had a terrible game um you know he wasn't a complete prick out there um he can't be though um and uh the other thing is that the 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 thing that has got us in in, in a bunch of these games um and I think we're starting to learn a little bit well most of us are starting to learn a little bit that we can't buy into the we can't beat them so we're going to beat them up tactic you know um they get after us and get after us and get after us and i think i think the blueprint was there uh from the chelsea game right Mm -hmm. that gave these other clubs the blueprint to say oh they get a little worked up you know when they're not allowed to do what they want to do and they're getting and they're getting beat up for it you know and 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 Sure, that's that's a fine tactic, but it just it just it just shows the desperation of some of these clubs, and I don't like it. I just don't like it. Go out there and play fucking football. Play the game. The game, you know, itself to the eye is very pleasing. It's very it's a beautiful game to watch. It doesn't have to be fucking NFL out there. It doesn't have to be rugby. It doesn't have to be dangerous tackles. Basuma, um, you know, in in and for what it's worth these teams are being successful with with making sure that we lose our heads you know and, and and i think that this game we showed most of the players on the team showed a lot of uh resilience and they showed a lot of um what's the, uh, maturity kind of um and they're they're learning to work through work through the the fact that the referees aren't going to give them the calls um you know I didn't think the referee was terribly bad. I mean, he was letting a lot, lot go early, which means the game got away from him, um, and that's been happening a lot. Um, I don't think he made, I don't think he made any egregious, a terribly egregious calls. I just think that he missed a lot of them.
0: I think his calling was inconsistent at best, highlighted primarily from giving uh, Destiny Udogi that yellow card for that push. And okay, then, that was that was yeah, I forgot about that. That was, but it was the same sort of challenge that was made against Sun like three or four times prior to that with not even so much as a foul called. That to me, so I've because I've been thinking a lot about this over the weekend, and and I have to think that there is a I don't want to say there's a conspiracy out there, but I do think that there is a is
2: the is the cornerback. I don't I
0: don't think I don't think so. (laughs) I'm just going to I'm just going to say it. I think that the reason these teams get away with bullying spurs with these fouls, these cynical fouls, the way that they do is because unlike certain uh, Premier League managers and Post game is usually like, yeah, you know, we got to just take the calls and run with it. He doesn't whine about it. He doesn't cry and and throw up his hands and call people out and make a big deal out of it. And there's a part of me that truly believes that because Ange has taken the high road and he is not bringing any attention to the inconsistency, the low level of quality of a lot of the refereeing decisions, that we're getting a lot more calls called against us. Uh, simply because they feel like they can make those decisions and not be reprimanded for it. They're just going to get away with it. They can be awful in those games, and it doesn't matter. But if it was Arsenal, if it was Liverpool, if you had Arteta and Klopp back there, I guarantee they would have stamped down on some of the challenges that Nottingham Forest were making well before the 87th minute or whenever right the, they first got their yellow. Steve,
1: uh Arteta did get a yellow, another yellow. So we uh, he comes back from his suspension and gets another yellow immediately. Um, yeah,
0: but but it's like you so. Know, it, I mean, to to his look to Arteta's credit, I get it. The refereeing decisions are abysmal, and nobody's holding them accountable, right? But at the same time, it's it it should be equitable, right? If you're gonna get shit decisions, it should be. Shit on both sides. Not well. Nottingham forces at home, and Ange is a little bit lenient on us, so we can give more to Nottingham for Like that's just the interpretation that I had. Watching I also the think match. that's kind of my.
1: I also think that's kind of my point, though. Is that, is that, I don't know that the refs are out there saying, you know, oh, Ange isn't going to get after us, so we're gonna we're not going to make these calls, or we are going to make these calls. I I think that I think that just the overall, um, refereeing and 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 the um the kind of latitude or attitude or latitude that they've given to um to the to the referees with 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 the VAR um has kind of allowed them to be a little bit lazy i don't think they again i don't it's think the referees game. are out there to 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 fuck one team or another i th- i think that they're just overall lazy now Um, They're not, they don't have to ref the game. They, they can let VAR look at Dave's making notes over there. Um, They can let VAR come and uh, make the call for them. Uh, Case in point, the, uh, you know, the offsides call that, that took fucking five minutes to
0: figure out. Right. That was fucking baffling. Right. Like was, think-
2: was was blatantly <laughs> obvious. And by the way, Mike, I was just writing down lazy refs, possible pod title. That's all. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But that's that's spot on, right? Like every single person in that bar when we were watching together took one look at that still and went, Yes, there's four of them offside. Obviously, that's offside. And it still took them five minutes to figure it out.
2: I mean, even the announcers were kind of like making a joke about how egregiously offside it was and and what was taking so long. You know,
0: Ange has made this point before. VAR shouldn't be used to re-referee a game, right? That's, I think, Mike, I think that's kind of what you're getting at. Like, the refs on the field are using that as a fallback to like, oh, if I don't make this decision, Precisely. VAR will yeah, like a They're not
2: making the call and they're letting VAR make the tough call. Yeah.
0: <laughs> when it should Absolutely. be, they make the call. And if that call is egregiously incorrect, then VAR gets triggered. It's not, I'm gonna let VAR make the decision because yeah. I think it's close. It's like, let me give you my thought, live seeing the game, and if VAR looks at it and it is a clear and obvious error that everybody in the room can look at and go, Yep, that makes sense. Take it back. Right. Steve right? sounds
2: like Steve sounds like Arteta. Clear and obvious error. Clear, clear and obvious, obvious error. error. I cannot say it again. Clear and obvious
0: error. But enough about the refs, right? We we did have a game that we, we had a game. Played.
1: Um I th- I think the game was I think the game was uh um I, I don't think it was pretty. Um I, I, I think that we're slowly uh, I, as a club are slowly learning how to break down the the low block. Um I think that um Decky needs to continue to play in the midfield. Um and I I, I think that like overall, like Decky was my man of the match. I mean, the cross that he put in for Richarlison's goal, the uh the goal itself, the the right footed goal from Decky. The right footed goal from Decky. Um, the the guy uses the just because the guy is dominant left footed, you know, he said it himself in the post match that that yeah, maybe he maybe he does rely on his left foot too much, but it doesn't mean that he doesn't have a right foot. Like because dude, Matt Turner looked fucking scared when that ball was fired at him. He didn't oh, yeah. know what to do. He fell backwards, he just put his hands out, hoping for the best. And when you hope for the best. And you're not expecting the best, you're not going to get the best. And that ball went right past him. He, totally um, I, I, it was his mistake, too. Again, again, um, Decky was, Decky was my man of the match, and, and he's been proving over and over and over again that, um, that he's gonna put his stamp on this. You're looking at the cat, aren't you?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Totally, totally
2: just appreciating Steve's cat not giving a crap about what dad's up to, you know, <laughs> Just, <laughs> I'm going to be on camera now, by the way, Steve, S- Santa Coglu, outstanding screen name, by the way, <laughs> I, I, I want to give you, give you props on that. Well, sorry, Mike, I just was um, distracted.
1: No, 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 it's fine. Uh So I, decky was my man of the match again. I, I think that, you know, he, for, for one reason or another, um, didn't like playing under a football terrorist uh you know i I don't think he i don't think he really completely embraced his role there on the right and even if he is put back onto the right when madison comes back or is put back into say even a number eight spot um you know when Saar is gone um or whatever whatever the situation might be um I think that the position that he'll be playing on the right is completely different from this, the position he was playing there last year. I, I think that uh I, dude, his, he's run more than any other player in the, in mm-hmm. the premier league this year, more kilometers than any other player in the premier league this year. Um, He's had more carries in the box. He's had more touches in the box than any other player in the premier league this year. And you can't tell me that, and he's got five what five goals to assist, so he's matched his output from last year um already. Um and from all all of last season. And and this is a guy that we got for what 30, 30 less 30 than 30 mil, mil tw- about 30 mil? Like, holy shit. Are, are things actually starting to go right at Tottenham Hotspur. I'll, I'll have somebody else injured. Look, dude, look, dude. My my saying something isn't gonna isn't gonna manifest something bad.
2: Mike, Mike that oh shit's gonna go happen. Over. How anyway. long have you been a
1: how long have you been a fan of sports? You know this. Dave. I'm learning from from my bald-headed salt and pepper bearded friend. Uh also named also named you. Dave. Also named his name's Dave.
2: Really talk uh, about this guy. Also
1: named Dave, that you gotta be an optimist about things. Oh, I love and, it. And, and, you're looking, and you're, it. you're looking, you're looking up at the, you're looking at the future and, and I'm, I'm excited. Um, you know, we could, we could talk about, uh, other guys that had great games. Pedro Poro had another great game. He had a couple little, you know, a couple little, uh, mispasses, uh, um, and, and some defensive lapses, uh, in the game. Uh, but he was also brilliant again. Ben Davis was brilliant again. Destiny, a was brilliant again. Um, unfortunately he got an undeserved
0: yellow card that's going to put him out for the next game um i can see why it was yellow i just wish it was consistently applied to nottingham forest right I, like if if he gets that yellow then Yates should have gotten a yellow then you know so many other players if like i'm not saying it's definite yellow i'm just saying if that was the refereeing threshold for a yellow for a doggy then it should have been applied to at least three or four other forest players well before that it
1: was 100% not a yellow i mean it's a shoulder bump man two dudes running down the field bump shoulders it's not like he fucking
2: tossed so him d- do <laughs> i need to do i need to be the arbiter of this dispute or yeah go ahead go ahead yellow let's move on <laughs> I just gave you that nice compliment. And did you, yeah. you did. That's why I did that. I, I got to keep the dynamic tension going. It's just better for, it's better for listeners. They want to hear yeah. us go after each other, but Mike, I'm flattered. You've been, we're, we're bringing you over to the the light side and I, I, I love it. Love every bit of it. We might have to change the name of the pod to like, uh, wickedly Ange Taskett and uh, yeah, that, um, <laughs> something. Something. It's fantastic
1: But here's the thing. Here's the thing, Dave. <laughs> here's the thing, Dave. <laughs> here's the thing. Maybe is that's that, what we how call do we, it. How do here's we know thing. that? How do we know that the light side is not the dark side? It's you know because you can maybe see. Darth Vader, Vader dark side of the moon. Maybe Darth Vader th- thought he was doing the right thing.
2: Maybe he did. Well maybe Darth he Vader, was
1: the good guy all along I mean,
2: Darth Vader had a lot of childhood trauma let's be honest you know there oh, no, there was a true. lot going on
0: there and, and
2: he was working through some things and, and starting uh, at the virgin no Burns. therapy
0: yeah, yeah and he wasn't, he, wasn't seeing anybody he,
2: he took out his aggressions in ways that were unhealthy and unhelpful um but you know I think he learned some lessons along the way too yeah including when them. he got when he got <laughs> burned in a lava pit right yeah lost right. his arms and legs he just ruined Star Wars for everybody spoiler alert <laughs> now they know how it ends <laughs> or how it begins or, or maybe parts of the middle <laughs> who knows depends on your watch order i guess i suppose it does i started in the middle of so stupid i can't believe i did that but i know
1: how dare you be born in the 70s <laughs> precisely
2: <laughs> you know my first uh childhood birthday party that i remember uh at the movie theater, Empire Strikes Back. I got to like pick like five friends to go. I mine was
1: Return of the movie. Jedi. Yeah, nice. Yep, nice. and I had a C three PO cake.
0: Yep. I uh Phantom Menace.
1: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> the, and, the first he had, a Jar Jar Binks, he had a Jar Jar Binks cake.
0: <laughs> he did.
2: He, he had Jar Jar Binks uh, pajamas. You know, like the <laughs> the underoos style ones. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> hey they they were flame retardant so you know that's you got that going for you
0: oh, that's great that's something sticking with the star wars theme steve what did you think about the game <laughs> oh yeah there was a game <laughs> i thought we were just uh transitioning to the uh wicked star wars pod wicked, wicked star wars
2: one of our one of our spinoff pods right
0: yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, I thought, uh, you know, uh, Mike, you're spot on about uh, the low block trying to, you know, really screw with us, and and it was effective for a while. Um, the biggest problem that the team has uh, when they encounter that is they just do not play through it fast enough. Right, the team gets set, yeah. and they move the ball so lethargically that regardless of whether they shift sides or they try to like get people caught out of position they're not moving fast enough to take advantage of any of that
2: i agree steve the the intensity we show when we're being pressed or semi-pressed it disappears when somebody drops back right
0: yeah and so there are instances where it's like you know somebody's got to take a chance you got to play that quick one-two you got to try to you know, do a quick switch of field, change sides, really drive at them. You can't let them be comfortable because when they're comfortable, they're organized, and that just makes it harder. It's a game where, you know, a player like Madison is sorely missed because he is one of those guys who can and will try those quick interchange plays. Decky is another one. There was a, a, a moment early on in that match where he found, I think it was a it might've been Sun or Brennan Johnson out wide on the left just with quick one, two boom. And all of a sudden, I think it was Sun, And then Sun got a shot off um, in like the first five minutes of the game. And then it just kind of like disappeared. It it went away, you know, that intensity drops. Yeah. And I don't think that, I don't think that
1: intensity, I don't think that type of intensity dropped when Madison was there. I mean, the, the, the guys,
0: the guys, you know, an all world player and, and, uh, He makes it difficult because he doesn't stay in one position either. He moves Mm. around. He tries to find the best place. Madison drifts a lot. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, uh, again, this goes back to the conversation we had a couple of weeks ago uh, when Decky and Madison are both on because it's not Decky stuck out wide right. It's freedom to interchange with a player like Madison. And that, I think, is what enables Decky to be as effective as he is when Madison is present as opposed to last year. Uh, you know, when, when Conte had him just glued to that right-hand side and he couldn't really do much else. Um, but yeah, they they were too slow a lot of the time. And you could tell that as soon as we turned up the pressure, that's when the good things started to happen for us. That second goal uh, that you were talking about, Decky's beautiful right-footed finish, that came from intense pressure on the back line to send it back to Turner, who just shanks his cross gives it right to decky son, put that pressure in there. We got it. I think the first goal too, if I remember correctly, was the result of pressing them into a mistake. Doesn't really happen. If you just kind of, you know, triangle pass over and over again, you know, that's the thing too
1: is that is, is that is that they gave too much credit for to Matt Turner for making a, making a boneheaded mistake. When they should have given more credit to son and to Kulusevski to for for consistently, constantly putting that pressure in to force him into that mistake, because Absolutely. because uh, you know as as U.S. national team fans we know that Matt Turner is usually pretty cool under pressure. He doesn't doesn't typically make mistakes like that. Albeit, I think that the U.S. national team beats Nottingham Forest, you know, every single time out out on the pitch. <laughs> um, it's I I it's I think that I I think that Matt Turner's a different player when he has when he has better defenders around him and not to say that Tim Ream's a great defender, you know, um, but he does have outlets uh like Sergio Dess and Anthony Robinson when he's playing for the national team, versus versus you know when he's playing for Nottingham Forest he's got one outlet and that's like a center back like uh Marillo right is that what that was the guy's name Marillo yeah like. Or uh, who was the other guy, Yates? Like, Yates is out there to be a shithouser and put tackles in on people, and that's basically it. Like, Nottingham Forest doesn't have a lot. Um, but what they do what they do is, um, you know, I, I think Gibbs White is, uh, is probably the bright shining star on that team, man. I loved watching that guy, and I wouldn't mind having him. Uh, if we were one of those teams, you know, that just goes out and buys players, we could probably take him. Um, i think he'd be a great option off the bench or in in a rotational position for us um but he was he was wonderful to watch he's always great to watch um but, but the n- the rest of the team just kind of makes me go man yeah
0: but there's another piece um about the way Spurs were set up that i think is is going to become more and more evident uh after i mention it now uh people are going to are are going to look for it i think um so you heard it here first. Yeah, I'm I'm so curious. Where are you going here, Steve? I think part of the problem is that without somebody like Bentonker or Madison to be a leader in the middle, there are much more mistakes through that midfield um than than you typically see. You that that trio whoever lines up out there needs to have somebody who is loud vocal leads by example i can't think of anybody uh that we've got fit right now that meets that criteria horrid maybe but he doesn't exactly lead by example he more barks orders and (laughs) you know it it can work but you know if you think about it you know sar is still a young guy he made some you know pretty boneheaded mistakes in that game that could have been punished by a, a better team um, but Basuma, he doesn't strike me as, as, you know, being any kind of a leader out there when he's only at his best, when he has a fully functioning SAR out there, right? Decky, yeah. I think can, can offer that. Like you said, Mike, he has a lot of positive characteristics and how he drives forward and plays the game. And I think that when he had to shift out, right, because of the injury that we had, uh, that it really boned midfield like they were not able to to do much with that until son and Decky started to push forward and to, and to take more initiative going into that second half um it's i i am glad to hear that johnson did not get the concussion uh i do think it's bullshit that somebody can get a cut that requires like 16 stitches uh and it's not even really a, a a foul called again shitty refereeing but well he
1: threw he i mean i don't know if it was shitty referee he threw his head mm-hmm. and, and 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 hit you know head on head with a dude with the back of a dude's head so i mean that was
0: i, I believe there's a him. lot of shit
1: going on in that play man there's a lot of bounce, <laughs> bouncing around with the ball and everybody's trying to get their head on the ball and and you know i mean
0: i'm glad he's okay though and, and is available for selection that that's certainly because there's a part of it where it's like shit like he's going to miss a couple of games now and we're already, it would have been what 10 10 days if but they did I so they didn't use the concussion they used the concussion substitute but they kept him off but then mm. he was you know not concussed clearly. they said yeah
2: not not a head injury right like just like just a cut
0: he still needed stitches and there was no way. Oh, I thought could. once they use that,
1: I, I, okay. I guess I misinterpreted that. Well, I think bit. they
2: just have to apply the protocol. So, like, you know, whatever the requirements to return. I just, to, yeah, I thought, you, I thought once they
1: use, I thought once they use that concussion, that concussion substitution that automatically triggered a 10 day, whether he had a concussion or not. But wonderful.
0: Hey guys, because I, have, I mean, uh, I'm sorry. There,
1: there is a, there is a, you know, there is a way that could be taken advantage of, obviously.
0: Yeah, I think it was it, it was a good thing that they did. Um, I think it worked effectively. It did cause some confusion with people I was seeing on social. Like, oh, how did they make another substitution? Like, that doesn't make sense. Concussion substitution. It doesn't count towards the stoppages because it needs right. to happen. Um, but, okay. yeah, I, I mean, look, that's one of those games we went away. I, I knew it was going to be difficult. Um, you know, Forest, I think, should be better than they are. Uh but hey at the end of the day, three points, three points. We got it. Moving on to Everton.
2: Boys, I have three questions I would like to ask. Ready for these three? Three questions. Question number one is about Matt Turner. You know who Matt Turner is, right? Yeah. Uh Ted Turner's son. Ted Turner's son. You you guys remember when
0: Captain Planet.
2: When Matt Turner (laughs) led that rebellion. No taking a okay. drink next no. question next question <laughs> i got a. I I i th- i think i have a new bit coming up for you guys are you ready for my new bit oh why not? I, I, I think every show is full of it and Steve, not a bit before yeah not a nude bit a new bit uh i think we're gonna do dad jokes with dave before every uh hey mike what you drinking so tonight's dad joke are you ready for it
0: <laughs> uh, yes late
2: on why do cows wear bells
0: why do cows wear bells?
2: Go ahead, Mike. Because their horns don't work. Because their horns don't work. We're <laughs> off to a killer start. Way to go, buddy! I'll have another one next week. <laughs> Got lots of them. Oh, bang! All right, and my third question I would like to ask is a very what do you call model. a cow with no legs? Uh, dinner. Ground beef. Ground ground beef. There you go. There's there's a whole cow genre of dad jokes, but I absolutely I won't go, I won't go to the well too often on that. Let, let's move this along. What do you say?
0: Yeah, I, I suppose we could do that. I
2: guess. Hey, Mike, what you drinking? Oh, geez. Huh? I didn't think we
1: were ever going to huh? get to that. Uh, you know, Dave, I, I love mean, we can pa- past Patience, it. my dear, you know. I would love it when you ask that question, especially Young today. Padawan. <laughs> Young Padawan. Young um, Padawan. Today's beer uh, is something that... Uh, it's just just, just one one. just one just one um so it's something that was uh released um that was released two weeks ago um and i had a really 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 hard time getting a hold of uh because it immediately sold out with like in less than a week so uh i called in a few favors talked to a few people and i got a couple of cans of it um He's like, do you know who I am? IPA.
2: I'm Wicked Spursy Mike. You know who I am?
1: Yeah, right. Right. Um, I uh, I got this can. Uh, I we I've had Hedy Topper. We've all had Hedy Topper before. Sure. Um, it's for years and years. Uh, I think it was like six or seven years in a row. It was, uh, it was rated as best beer in the world.
2: I've waited in lines at eight in the morning for, for many experiences way back in the day, right? Yeah, when, yeah. And you uh, couldn't get it.
1: Yeah, and then they moved into their big facility and they, it's yeah. just started pumping it out. I just learned that every once in a while they tweaked the recipe just a little bit and not really many people have noticed. Uh, I noticed in my last four pack that I had that mm-hmm. it was different. However, um, it has been 20 years since uh Hetty Topper came out. Um and they put out a 20th anniversary Hetty Topper. Some pretty fucking amazing artwork there. Um Yeah, it's it's
2: similar to the normal, but it is different. Mike, can I ask you a quick question? Just history yeah. of this. What um, you drinking?
0: So 20, oh, wait, we already did that. Twenty
2: years, right? O three, obviously. But Hetty Topper became really famous post Irene, twenty eleven, right? Because yeah. of the, that's when it became tough to get, and and
1: so the Alchemist uh, used to sit in the the place where the Prohibition Pig sits now. Uh, yep. that's where their brew used to be, and it got yep. flooded out. And uh, Hetty Topper was one of the was one of the beers that was in the fermenter that was saved by uh, that was saved by the crew there and brought over and transferred. Uh, at out of creek brewing um they saved the heady topper and um and that's when like all of a sudden it became a thing mm-hmm. I, this is this is mostly from my memory i don't know if all of this is true i can pro- i'll probably be corrected on it um but gotcha. but it really uh it really started the ipa revolution like on the east mm-hmm. coast it was heady topper on the west coast uh uh it was russian russian river's um russian roulette got it uh, <laughs> i can't even with this guy um so anyway um this heady topper uh heady topper itself is like 5.8% um it's a single ipa um it's a hot bomb mm-hmm. it is super super uh cloudy um it, it's nothing it's not bright it's not a brightened beer so it's not run through a bright tank it's it's got you know it's not filtered out at all um so this heady topper i'm just going to read the back of this because this is a very very special beer um because it's only being brewed um three times uh throughout the year and each time that the it's going to be it's going to be changed um Mm. so it says in recognition and celebration of our 20th and uh 20th year We have crafted this special take on our favorite beer. Everything you love about the original, but tweaked and punched up to a whole new level. This 20th 20th anniversary heady Topper will be brewed and released quarterly over the next year. Uh, Oh, sorry. Yeah, so three more times. So don't worry if you miss it the first time, it says. Uh, It seemed only natural that we would make this special variant in honor of this very important milestone. A warm thank you to all of our customers and staff members and partners who have helped us along the way. Thank you for a special 20 years, blah, blah, blah. And then it says with love, gratitude and respect, John, Jen, and the entire Alchemist family, John and Jen Kimmich are the owners. Uh, I'm just going to get into this cause I'm really excited about this. And I've been waiting for a week to, uh, do this.
2: You're going to drink it from the
1: can like you're supposed to, or are you going to pour it? Um, so John Kimmich, when he announced it, poured it into a glass. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna do both. If that makes any sense. I'm gonna pour nice. it into the glass. Um, so it smells really good. It smells like heady topper.
0: So, Dave, with all yep. that in mind, having oh. having gone through that, uh um, yes, Steve. Would you like me to share my story about the first time I'd ever had a heady topper?
2: Yes, it's and then, then I will I will share mine as well. So go ahead, Steve, while Mike is uh analyzing
0: i remember it like it was yesterday let's hear it um it was actually shortly after i turned 21 um you know my my folks had come up uh to the burlington area i was still living uh out around here for college maybe a little bit after um and so we went out to eat and i thought you know what everybody's hyping up hattie topper it's all i've ever heard about you know living uh in vermont for you know four years at that point maybe five years um, I saw it's on the menu they've got it uh, I'm gonna order it and they bring out that classic can right the one that everybody's seen anybody who knows Hattie topper at least right and I crack it open it's got that you know drink it straight from the can on it mm-hmm. and uh, you know my dad's looking he's he's eager to hear how it is because he's a beer guy too and and figured all right if it's that it's that popular if it's that hyped up that people are waiting in line like let's see what it's like you know and i remember taking that first ever sip of it and i looked at him and i said dad i i don't get it <laughs> i i it's it there's to me and and this is going to be a very contentious statement
2: yeah uh, make, to you're me you're gonna make mike angry mike
0: maybe uh heady topper is the most overrated beer I have ever drank in my entire life. Interesting.
2: Interesting take, Steve. Like that's, that's hardcore, man. The but... only,
0: the only beer that I've had that has been hyped up in Vermont as being, you know, this phenomenal thing that I think legitimately uh, held up was the first time I ever had sip of sunshine. That one, I really enjoyed, but Hetty Topper, I just, eh didn't
2: do it for me. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you my quick, um, assessment and then connect to what you just said. Um, moved to Vermont in 2014, you know, before that I was in the Midwest as a whole different batch of beers there. You just can't get Vermont beers out there. You certainly couldn't then you can now, I'm sure, but you, uh, you couldn't then. And, um, I was in Burlington for a week on work-related stuff. And I stopped into, you guys will know this spot, uh, Cortillo, uh, Tecaria, like that little diner taco place. I think it's on like Bank Street, maybe. mm -hmm. Um, And -hmm. like you just described, Steve, you know, it's 2014. It was on the menu. I was like, damn, I've never had a Heady Topper. I'm going to have it. And I, you know, I I would admit that I enjoyed it. Uh, But as I was acclimating to the Vermont beer scene, I too was quickly smitten with the first time I ever had Sip of Sunshine. I was like, holy shit, this this is my favorite beer ever. And I'd actually say that it holds up for me. Um, Just, and I'm not... I'm not downplaying Heady Topper at all. Um, I'm just saying I was more struck by by Sunshine, and uh, that Sunshine persists. So, Mike, over to over to you, buddy. What's if a, only what's if assessment? only
1: you guys had had the original Double Sunshine, that re- that that recipe was made out of made from um, the the sip of Sunshine is a single version of that. Yeah. The sip of Sunshine isn't made with Vermont water, really. Really, it's brewed in Connecticut. Oh, huh. Well, that yeah, makes so, it. Still tasty, but they did <laughs> they did put out a sip of sunshine last year that was actually made and brewed in Vermont with with the Vermont water. Yeah, yeah. Um, tangible water, difference, like water. Like- water makes all the difference. I mean, I wouldn't say tangible yeah. enough for an, uh, an everyday person. That would gotcha. Yeah, but, but someone see. with Mike's caliber of assessment, I will say. I can tell you. I can tell you the first time I'm going to have my story of how I had my first ate topper. Yeah, let's um, I didn't like IPAs hated IPAs um hated them hated them hated them because they didn't um, serve
2: them at fish concerts right like you were just used to
1: drinking this <laughs> water pretty much don't I don't, I don't know I was a yellow beer guy anyway I <laughs> uh, hated IPAs um I went over to my buddy Pete's house he said I had I got some heady topper do you want to try it so we had heady topper and he had a bottle of double sunshine too uh mm. and uh I we discussed about how I hated IPAs and he said Do you, you're gonna like IPAs um and these are going to help you learn to like them. And uh, Hattie Topper was in a bottle. Hmm. Uh, when, when
2: is this ballpark? Give me a time frame.
1: It was last uh, Tuesday. 2000. <laughs> Definitely in the
2: 2000s, yeah. Yeah,
1: uh, probably 2009. Interesting. Okay, okay. 2010, maybe. Nice, nice. Um so yeah the beer was in a bottle um we sat down and just had a session and drank and drank and drank and i said you know what i think i like ipa's heady topper got me there i think focal banger uh for what it's worth is a better beer um and that's just for my taste i don't think it's a, I, I it's probably not a better made beer but just for my taste uh but this heady topper you know the reason the reason that they tell you they used to say drink from the Drink from the can. It's all um, the uh, the sediment, right? The sediment and shit because it looks ugly. Yeah. This is clear, man. It is. This has been this is brightening, and I think it's naturally brightened. Mm. Um, but this beer is a ten percent. Um, it is, yeah, it is. It, you know, you had that imperial the other day.
2: Yeah. Ooh, it was a lot, lot to deal with. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> this beer is. This beer is one of the top three beers I've ever had in my life.
2: Oh, the, like this beer you just took a sip of? Yeah. Well, okay. okay. That just opened up a new category for us. It's it's it's. All right, go further. I need to hear more. Take it's very
1: sip. good. It's <laughs> it's very good. It's very good. I don't need to take another sip. I, I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah, but I'm listening for words. So you are gonna We gotta I'm make gonna, our guess.
2: Yeah, you're gonna give us numbers.
1: It's not you're... even close to having a 10%, a 10% booziness. That's beautiful. I like that. Um, it doesn't have that 10% booziness at all. Tommy um, D. It doesn't make you wanna stop <laughs> drinking it at all. Uh it doesn't make you it doesn't make you even want to go, whoa, this is ten percent. I better slow the fuck down. You just want to have another sip. Dude, I'm like that's what's left of the of the beer i like halfway a, through is, it already is
2: that a waste management glass you have it in by the way no it's weird window brewing oh it's weird window. <laughs>
1: Sorry,
2: <laughs> i was getting a little waste management logo there i know uh, i'm, I'm like
1: about? uh yeah, we're a sponsor where's there's a new sponsor waste management um <laughs> big time sponsor we we should be sponsored by casellas if we're going that route but um so the beer is clear it's it's uh it's got like that heavy kind of maltiness that a, that a heady topper has um it's got the citrus notes it's got it's got mango it's got pineapple uh it it just it kind of just sits there and develops as you drink it and it just rolls and rolls and rolls with taste and flavor and and uh it, it's really it's really an assault on your senses man Mm. Um, but it's not like super dry, that, like some IPAs can be.
2: How, how deep into it are you? Are you half a glass in? Yeah. Oh yeah. Could you drink I'm ha- another? I'm half the
1: can. I'm half the can. Could you like? Would
2: you pour another and and feel good about it? Or one hundred percent. Okay. All right. We have our we have our uh, ratings in. Let's uh, let's hear where you're going with this, buddy. Uh, four point nine. Holy sh!
0: Wow. Wow.
2: All right. Let's talk logic on how we rated the way we rated, Steve, you went four,
0: seven, I went four
2: eight. What was your, what was your thinking?
0: My thinking was originally four, eight, but then I thought he's going to do an odd number. And I didn't think he would go as high as four, nine. So I rounded to the next high number four seven.
2: Gotcha. That's, that's logical for me. I was thinking, okay, he said one of the top three. I don't recall that Mike's ever given a perfect 5.0. I do recall a 4.9. I was thinking, all right, if it was the best ever, he would have said best ever. So being top three, it can't be the 4.9. It's got to be 4.8 or below. So I went with 4.8 as the as the in-between spot. But, Mike, you can see we got you dialed in, buddy. Like, we are it's so you're fucking, pretty damn close. It's a really good beer, and I'm really glad I waited. <laughs> all right well to do it to do it here let's hear us let's hear us yeah especially (laughs) since your uh january is dry january for you right you're you're gonna be dry
1: january yeah i'm doing dry january uh working out two times a day gonna get myself back in shape um yep very nice i'm gonna start eating right uh maybe uh try and get on that athletic greens uh sponsorship
2: (laughs) (laughs) we'll take it ag1 save 100 bucks a month for each of us Um, um what uh what Lenny Kravitz song are you going with to uh to identify? <laughs> I'm going to go my way.
1: <laughs> um
0: No, man, like top 3 it's going to be a fish song. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> um you know what? Uh, Grateful Dead? No,
1: it, it, you know as as What's the, that Hold
2: on, hold on. One second. What's that song? It's a Christmas song by the um are they the waitresses? Does that does that band mean anything to you? The waitresses? Mm-hmm. You're a you know oh yeah, 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 yeah! I know
1: what you're talking I about. I feel
2: like that's the type of song you would pick for something like this that makes you both happy and is quirky at the same time.
1: No, it makes me want to run through a wall. Ah, like Kool Aid Man. Oh, it's the. Yeah. <laughs> oh
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm gonna go. Uh, like the the the, the Rolling the Rolling sounds of of of, of this song. Uh, Thunderstruck no it's very close wow. um the way the song rolls is kind of the way that the 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 beer just develops in the hops roll through your, your um na, 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 na. i'm gonna go no i'm gonna go <laughs> metallica jump in the fire okay Ooh, all,
0: right, all right all
1: right we can handle that it's also uh, apropos because uh it's a 10 percent beer Mike jump is, into the
2: fire that was a good one Mike you got me well dun, dun, I would say you got, got me motivated to get me motivated jump to in look the fire. For it. yeah we didn't start the fire is that is that what you just said I think no. that's what he said yeah I'm motivated look. to look for it but I know from Metallica it did start it. the fire
0: okay the lightning <laughs> valid
2: hey this has been hey Mike what you drinking well done Mikey uh always always fantastic I think the dad joke kind of set you up to to have a really good review there so I think I'm gonna yeah, keep that going. That's for you. what it is. It's the dad joke. Bo show. T- tune them up a bit. All right. Let's uh let's keep rolling, boys. What are we what are we thinking about as we look ahead? When's our next match? It's
0: Saturday, Saturday. Saturday.
2: Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Steve 10 a.m. That's right. I'm 10 thinking... a.m. Uh you got a watch party going, right? You got, got the uh, the pub opening up for you, all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, I think uh well, Mike and I will be there, it looks like yeah, to watch the uh Delhi Alley team, correct? The deli alley team. Uh, He
1: prefers deli, but this is, I also prefer a good deli.
0: This is one of those (laughs) matches as opposed to
2: an alley for sure. For sure.
0: Mm -hmm. This is one of those matches where I want Spurs to blow them out of the water. um, Just because I think uh, Everton right now are a bit too big for their britches. Uh, Watching them at the start of the season, they looked fucking terrible, terrible. And all of a sudden, they've got some momentum. They've had some positive results. uh, They're out of relegation. If they hadn't had their points deduction, they'd be in like 10th or 9th or something like that.
1: They'd be in 9th right now.
0: I just don't like Sean (laughs) I, 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 You know, I, I get why he goes to some of these teams. I get what they see in him. Uh, but to me, the way that he sets up the way he plays is just like the anti-ange. It's just such a fucking tedious thing to get through. Um, it's not quite I, I I think it's 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 almost like a Conte, like a Mourinho, like a very negative, just abysmal thing. Just he doesn't have the same ego, so it's not uh Right.
2: He's got an everyman quality that Mourinho did not yeah. have, right? So yeah.
0: he's more likable,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but it's still garbage to watch. And I really hope that Ange's team rips him apart. But at the same time, I'm nervous. I'm nervous because we've not got destiny. Uh, our midfield is once again torn to shreds because Basuma decided that he needed like a, a two and a half month break from playing. Um with his stupid ass challenge, because he's out for four games and then he's got AFCON, so he's just going to miss all of January. Uh, so thanks for that, uh, Basuma. Uh, so I'm a bit concerned with what I imagine will be Emerson Royale playing out of position on the left and with one of Skipper Hoyberg sliding into the midfield. I just, it just doesn't fill me with confidence. I think that players like Sun and Decky. And especially Richarlison right now, who's going to be looking to continue his run of form, are going to be looking to do something fantastic up front. Um, but the way that Dice sets his teams up, the way that Everton have been playing, I think they're going to frustrate Spurs in the midfield for most of that game. Uh, if Johnson is able to play and we can get Deke more central, I think that helps us immensely. Um I think it's going to be a, a a difficult game for us. I think Everton are going to try to poke holes uh, similar to how Forrest have, but I think Everton will be a bit more effective at it. But uh, I do think that Spurs have more of the quality to to pull off a win. I think we're going to get the win. I, I want it to be a blowout, but I think it's going to be a very difficult, tedious match to get through. Always
2: like uh... – an optimistic take from steve on a tough match because often steve you go the other way right like you you anticipate the worst so i like to hear that i'm curious mike what do you think as you as you look ahead to this one
1: um this is not going to be an easy game uh it's going to be a game that's going to frustrate us uh it's going to be a game that's going to frustrate our team uh sean dyche's teams are always super fucking physical um they well when you know i mean you have to look at you have to look at the way the teams that he's coached it and the way he's had to play in the past like sean dash's burnley was a little bit different than his everton right um yeah
0: that's true
1: so his burnley teams he always had to park the bus he had to put 10 guys in the box at all times and hope to god that a ball just pops out that one of their speedsters could get to um they don't play with that kind of fear anymore. So I, I appreciate Sean Dyche. Um, yeah, he, he looks like probably that racist uncle that comes to that comes to Thanksgiving and and pisses everybody off. I don't think he's that guy. I think he's probably a wicked nice guy and I'd probably like to have a drink with him. Um, the thing about the thing about Dyche is that like, you never know what you're going to get with him. Um, and and that's that's what's the scary thing that's the scary thing for me uh, Everton right now just just announced that uh hurt um uh, so he's oh, he's not going to play that in their house. he's not going to play in their Carabao game uh how did Everton make it further than us in Carabao um uh so he's not going to play the Carabao game he is uh most likely not going to play against us they still have Ashley Young uh, Andre Gomez is out. Deli is still out. Uh, Mikulenko is—I uh, don't know if Mikulenko is coming back for this game. Uh, I know. I De- uh, yeah, right. I know Deli's. Back- I'll give him that. I know Deli's been back at training, so that's that's a good thing. It doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be back. Um, they have nobody suspended, so the- look, it's going to be a difficult game either way. But the Cory the Corey—if if he doesn't play against us, um, that's a big fucking deal. And maybe he's just out for, for their – I don't know. Is it a midweek that they have? I don't know. Um, but if he's going to be out for an extended period of time, that's only good for Spurs. That said, um, I don't think they have a midfield that's going to be able to contend with somebody who's like a Kulisewski, um, like a Papsar. Um, you know, those those guys have engines that don't stop. Um, i think that they're not going to be able to deal with with a Pedro Porro bombing forward they're not going to be able to deal with a Christian Romero bombing forward they're not going to be able to deal with Ben Davis who is uh in really good form right now um I, I think i i think that we're in a good spot to beat them um we have to control the midfield um we have to control the pace um we always control we always control possession control the ball um but we have to control the midfield and we have to control the pace of the game. Um, and like Steve said before, you know, we have to get into a spot where we're, we're comfortable passing the ball quickly versus sitting on the ball, taking an extra touch, um, waiting to see what develops as you, as, as our players are, are carrying the ball. Um, I, I would like to see Sun out there, uh, on the left hand side attacking uh, i th- i think that you know i he's never been that that dribbly kind of one-on-one specialist that that um uh, we want um but he's no longer the guy who's going to you know he's going to fire those those curling balls in from outside the box he might he might get you one or two of those but he's going to be need to be a guy going forward as especially if richie is on form who's going to who's going to be able to to take those one-on-ones um, to be able to pass the ball when he needs to pass the ball. And he's, he's shown recently that he can do that and that he's willing to do it. I mean uh, the destiny goal a couple of weeks ago against Newcastle, like um, in, in, and you know, for what it's worth, Trippier is better than any, any defender that, that uh, Everton is going to throw at us. Right. I think Spurs have a very good opportunity to win this game. But again, like I said, it's going to be frustrating the entire time and they're going to be, that team is going to be gritty. They're going to put in a shift and they're going to, they're going to look to score in the late in not necessarily early on, but in the late periods of the game, in the late, late halves, uh, ends of halves. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun game to watch I just don't think Everton is as bad as everybody thinks.
2: I want them to the be table. worse than
1: they are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why not? No. But I would rather. I would rather of the two Liverpool teams, I would rather Everton. <laughs> I would. Ra- I would rather Everton be good.
2: I got a question for you guys. Um, what is did that?
1: We already did that segment. What <laughs> is
2: your favorite? Dark horse Christmas movie that's not in your, you know, like top three that you would 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 talk about to your friends. What's your favorite Dark Horse Christmas movie? You got one? My favorite Dark Horse Christmas movie. Like you saw it and you're like, yep, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna watch that. It's a good good film. Happy, happy to spend some time
0: with that, even though I've spent time with it before. Um, well, you see, this is gonna be an interesting one because I think my favorite christmas movie most people would pick as a dark horse okay what's that jingle all the way nice i like that, ah, that, eh, okay. that, that that's a good that's dark horse generation candidate, though. Okay. yeah it's true look there's something about sinbad standing in line something about sinbad do... stop there well yeah i can just end it there
1: sinbad uh, or or Dak prescott either one <laughs>
0: but just just that that scene of him standing there having this like anti-consumerism rant christmas eve waiting in line in front of a toy store that just holds up even now it's just such an incredible it's not a good movie, but it's like I I have to watch it because it's just the, so. The cynicism
2: of a millennial, am I right, Mike? That it's just <laughs> Phil
0: Hartman is just such an awesome. Phil Hartman, actor. There you go. Oh, I miss Phil Hartman. So that's a
2: good one. So yeah, that's a great favorite. So if movie.
0: I had to pick a dark horse, yeah, uh, and this is probably something that most people would have as a favorite, it okay. would be the original Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Wow. Ugh.
2: Okay.
0: I. Ugh i love that movie i wouldn't Ives yeah, if it's on
2: right you're not looking on. you're not looking for it but if it's on you're you're content like okay like
0: yeah it. you know what this is yeah it's a christmas movie it's a good yeah, one yeah. like this is this is one that i should watch
1: i like that i like that, that that's good mike how about you yeah Dark so every, every christmas eve while wrapping presents uh amy and i drink um yes. we we wrap our presents on christmas eve does Dude, anybody else do this
2: no, nah, this is undue pressure, man. I Christmas Eve, I'm like, get that crap out, man. Let's,
1: let's Oh no, no. It's like our time to like decompress from the entire season and we wrap presents. Amy wraps okay, let's be clear. Amy wraps presents. I I eat uh the cookies and uh and uh drink beer and Amy drinks wine and uh we watch uh It's a wonderful life. Ah, um nice. that's that's our that's our tradition. Um and it's only been tradition since Amy and I got together because I had never watched it before when I was a kid. Miracle on 34th Street is a fucking garbage movie. It's a terrible movie. I love uh, that movie. Terrible.
2: Uh, when it's on. Um, Way to just get after Steve's feelings, Mike. Hey, hey, whatever. Right. He, I, I told
0: him. Hey, he, shit Hattie Hattie so... <laughs> he, he shit on my heady Topper. He shit on my heady Topper in the middle of my heady Topper. Look, with you. If I can't take it, why am I giving it, right? Like um, I'll be okay. I just have to go to my millennial My space One I of my favorites
1: that, that nobody ever thinks, is, thinks of and you're gonna laugh. Uh Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh Dude, that's, yeah. that's Natalie's can't, can't that. favorite. Oh and I'm, gonna, I'm
2: gonna give a shout out
1: uh but our, our
2: our friend Gina, my sister who you know, yeah, yeah, is, is the world's largest Muppet fan. So she's gonna she's gonna give you a shout oh,
1: out. Oh man, I I, yeah. I love Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. Um with
0: Molly and Molly. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs>
1: there you go. Um <laughs> however. I always love watching and, and you have to watch it when the kids go to bed. But um uh Scrooged. I fucking love Scrooged. Nice. Love Scrooged because nice. it, it's it's got all of that that 1980s charm that that Bill Murray being just a complete asshole. I mean, he doesn't even have to act. Um like I just I just absolutely love that movie. Uh it, it, it's just got all of that. Plus it's the Christmas Carol all wrapped into it. Um, You know, I, I, there's so many goddamn Christmas movies that I love. Um, And I will tell, I will tell a story that I think I told you guys. Um, But last, last week I uh, came home from work um, doing up dinner and everything. Lucas has a day off of soccer. Um, You know, he gets, he gets two days off a week. So, um, sounds like two days he could be working. Well, he's been working. But he's been actually nice. working out. He's been doing a lot of speed and strength. He didn't say working person. out. He said working. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Get what a, a boy job. Who needs a job? Um, so I, I, I was like, he, he puts a movie on and I come out and like, we're going to have breakfast for dinner, right? Amy's out with her friends. Breakfast for dinner. I come out and I said, what'd you pick for a movie? And he goes, Home Alone 2. And I was like, nice. What? Are you serious? And he goes,
0: what? I've only watched it twice this year i saw this uh this great meme about that uh where somebody had called out like you know at the end where uh his dad's all pissed off that he spent like 900 on room service and they're calling out the dad like you've abandoned your kid twice now like i think you can chill a bit about the room service bill right oh
1: you know what they also did they took donald trump out of the movie
0: did they really oh, did they really Ooh, they removed
1: wow. him from the movie yeah I ain't mad at that, but uh, <laughs> how about you?
2: Um, I I want to well, well first I need to ask permission before I before I share my thoughts. Are are we okay with these being closing thoughts, or am sure. I going to get in trouble yeah. for trying to end the pod too I, quickly, Mike? I need to ask your permission for uh, uh, how no, how, how, Jesus we, Christ. how we're managing the end of the pod here. What what do you think? Have these been our closing thoughts, or are
1: you good? No, these can be our closing thoughts. I'm I'm happy right, cool. with it. I I will it's, say it's a good discussion. You are Thanksgiving jolly and joyful? Uh, oh, yeah. we're going to get jolly. And, we'll get even more jolly and joyful as the as the actual holiday approaches. So, All right.
0: I I will say Dave before you share yours because yep. we've talked Christmas carol and I just want to get it out there that I must watch the uh, Alistair Sim version from like 1957 or something. Love it. That's that's my all-time favorite one. Steve, yeah. Steve that's has respect yeah. for the
2: originals, man. I, way to go, Steve. That's good. So I, I would say he's to an to- old soul, but he's not.
0: Oh, he is. He is. He's just yeah. a- There's some kids on my lawn. I got to go yell at him. I'll be that's back.
2: That's right. So I'm going to connect to the, the um, Christmas Carol thing. I didn't watch it last year, but I did watch it this year. Apple TV, the musical, spirited. Uh, Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds. Wow. And it's based on A Christmas Carol. And and I went into it like, yeah, this is going to probably be dumb. I got to admit, I left a fan. So I'm going to throw that one out to you if you have access to that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also going to throw out, as I've gotten older, I've realized that I don't mind a stupid movie. You know, like I, I'm I'm okay to just let a dumb movie play, whereas Beth will be like, this is terrible. Let's pick something else. I'm okay to let it keep playing. Uh, Peacock came across a movie called Genie. Uh, it's starring Melissa McCarthy, who is like and it's a christmas time movie it's not a christmas movie it's a christmas time movie and uh it was one of those where it's like this is an actually stupid movie but we're just going to let this roll
1: and we're gonna, we're going to see how it goes so I'm, I'm not a that. Melissa McCarthy fan but I I appreciate that yeah
2: now now I'm, my dark horse favorite i mean i the, the big 3 are easy for me i think we may have even talked about this last year you know for me it's it's elf it's uh, Christmas vacation oh, yeah. and, and Christmas story. Those are the big three. You can't you can't do without those. But Christmas story, Christmas was good, by the way. It was good. I I concur. I'm gonna throw this out to you if you guys have not watched this. Daddy's Home 2 is a movie okay. you need to watch. Daddy's Home Two. We got Eddie Will Murphy? Ferrell. No, Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, I, uh, uh, okay. oh Jesus. John Christ. John, John Lipkow, Cena. Mel Mel Gibson, John Cena. Yeah. It's an awesome freaking movie. Daddy's Home 2. My recommendation. Um, Marky Mark, if you hear me, you know we could work something out, buddy. I'll uh,
1: glad to have you on. What's the one? What's the one with the girl from? uh, uh Oh Jesus Christ! Bill Hader is in it. There's Santa. Bill is it bad? It wasn't bad, Santa. No, that was no, no, no.
2: That was Billy Bob. No, right?
1: no. Bill Hader is supposed to be Santa, and then his sister has to take over because he doesn't want to be Santa anymore. The I, I haven't, I haven't seen that one. Oh God! It's I think it's a Netflix one. Nice. But it's got the girl from uh, what's the fucking singing movie?
2: <laughs> the girl from the singing
1: movie. You I know where they do, they do the acapella? Singing? Julie Andrews. I don't know. <laughs> they do the acapella. They do the acapella stuff. Me? Uh, nope. No. no. Like uh, uh, oh,
2: brunette, brown hair. Yes, she does cups. Uh, the cups song. Yeah, Anna. Anna Kendrick. Anna That's Kendrick. It. Anna Kendrick. Yeah, there you go. Oh no, I God. can't think of this one. Yeah, give us the name of on that one.
1: This is Amy's. This is Amy's favorite. Uh, it's called Noel. Jesus Noel. Christ! All right, Noel. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a great one. It's on Disney. Is that,
2: is that the first one or the second one?
1: You see what yeah. I did there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the first Noel. <laughs> the first. Noel. Um. <laughs> yeah. But there's a line, there's a specific line that Amy ha- has been saying since she saw the movie, and it's "Oh my garland."
0: Oh, oh my nice. garland.
1: Instead of "Oh my God," she Very says good. "Oh my garland." Very nice. So, anyway, we'll right. end it there.
2: Well done, boys. Hey, uh, this it's has nice. been Wicked Spursy. Good episode. Our final episode pre-Christmas holiday. So, boys and, and fans, listeners out there, we love you and wish you a happy holiday season. But before we get away, Steve, what would you say to all those people we just wished a lovely and happy holiday season to? Boys, quiz, 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 quiz. And?
0: Don't
1: be an asshole. Thank you. And, Michael, how about you? Uh, I just want everybody to... Uh... To just go out there and the uh, weather's crazy, uh, people are crazy, um, but you know, just be safe. And one more thing: hot Hotspur action, it's fantastic.